0: Welcome to the Podmore Get Better podcast. We are here. I am Tony Johnson, and you are... I'm Will Sandstead. And we are filmed in front of a live studio audience of one. Yes. The Panda.
1: The Panda's here. There will be
0: no Golden tea sounds in the background, just beers being cracked. Yeah. And jokes being cracked.
1: Yeah, no uh, Al Jazz hitting 121s or anything. I swear he's the only person who still gets 121s. He but, still uh, gets them? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Pelony mode, obviously. Oh, yeah, like... uh Randy Gibson, yeah, that yeah. guy. Okay. <laughs> so, Tony, it's January sixth, twenty twenty, New Year, same oh, old Blue Mountains.
0: Oh. I've got, uh, in honor of my trip to recent trip to Chicago,
1: I've got the Pseudo Sioux beer Ooh. from Toppling Goliath Brewery. Cheers to you! Would well, that be in happy twenties? Happy twenties. Would that be in honor of the T. Rex fossil named Sue that was found?
0: Yes, it is, and it's at the uh, the um, Field Museum in Chicago. Uh, we did not make it to the Field Museum in our trip to Chicago, but uh, Sioux is back. There were signs everywhere. Apparently, Sioux is out for re- refurbishment. Huge
1: Sioux is back. Huge tourism industry. Yes. We were uh, we were sad to see uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex Sue perish in the Australian fires, but it sounds like uh, she's recently uh, been transferred.
0: Yes, she's uh, safe
1: in, the, in Chicago, Always South in our, side. Always Very in our safe. hearts, always in our minds. Yes. So, Golden Tee News, Tony, uh, I don't want to say it's been a slow couple weeks. Uh, you've been out of town, I've been out of town, holidays, the whole deal. Well, and I and I take a
0: lot of vacation, right? Mm-hmm. I already talked about it, going to Chicago, just got back from skiing, blessed life, right? Yes. Uh, we always talk about Kevin Lindsay, a lot of mm-hmm. vacation. But really, I think Incredible Technologies, I think December is a vacation for Incredible Technologies. They just kind of, it's like a three week holiday. Mm-hmm. Hey, more power to them. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a little bit of slow news. Although, s- about, uh, I think, one hour after we posted our last podcast, they did make an announcement for Worlds. Uh, we'd been speculating that uh, that it was going to be in June. Uh, But we just didn't have any specific dates. Yep. Uh, But they officially announced the dates, and it's toward, it's one week uh, earlier than we thought, uh, June 13th to the 15th.
1: Yeah, I I think that's good news for travelers or people potentially looking to go out this. We talked about the July 4th holiday, where you, you know, don't want to get bumped up too close to that, where it could dissuade some people from possibly attending with family obligations, the whole deal. Uh, So I think this will be great. Vegas in the middle of the summer, I mean, what what could be better uh
0: well you know i i i already mentioned the pandas here and she yep. she's got her uh her planner book out hey can you look up when father's day
1: is i just had that thought is it the 15th it's oh
0: june. what
1: better way to treat your husband or the father it's the 21st oh good okay all right we're safe okay uh so wait is the fifth, is
0: it june 13th to 15th
1: yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, must but it, it's got to be Friday to Sunday. The reason I ask is because the fifteenth,
1: eleventh. Well, it's sorry, it's the twelfth through the fourteenth.
0: All right, so we're off a day. Yeah, we've got thirteenth to the fifteenth here in the show notes, our very detailed show show notes. We can make a yep. quick correction uh, to that. Yep. Correct that. It is the twelfth to the fourteenth. So, uh, I hope nobody nobody that was listening paused the podcast and uh, booked their flight. Yes. You found that information? uh, The 12th to the, uh, it'll be 15th, because most of us will be staying until that Monday. Damn right. Uh, So uh, that's nice. The sooner the better. They could have announced it was uh, January 12th to the 15th, and I would have made that work. Uh, But we'll take June 12th to the 15th. It's better than the weekend before 4th of July.
1: Yeah, so back at the Orleans again, we've seen attendance grow the last two years. Yep. So I would expect the same trend to continue based on what they're doing with the game. We already know that they're going to up the number of participants, but they haven't filtered down the exact number. We talked about how we think the logical choice would be going from 64 to 74, and then possibly this year going to 96.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the next logical, you know, even number. Not that 74 was an even number. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, I think that's what we'd speculate. I mean, it's a pretty big jump. Mm-hmm. It's like a I don't know, 25% bump. Uh, it's pretty big. Uh, but hey, grow the game. Get the people, get butts in the seats, and uh, let's keep growing this thing.
1: Yeah, family and friends going down. We just saw that Power Events with Paige, Russ, and Steve can execute a 156 person tourney down in Austin. Yep. Vegas is, I'm guessing, not going to be that many. So I think 90, 96, excuse me. Um, they would be able to run that smooth. There's much more room, obviously. The stage, it's going to be basically the same setup. Hopefully they have the confetti canyon, uh, cannon again. That was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, seeing that thing set off. So we know that's going down at the Orleans, June 12th to the 15th. Uh, but you're going to want to depart on the 16th, obviously. And the increased numbers of qualifiers. Uh, with Don Pescone's retirement... I think he's done so much for the game in terms of bring back worlds, trying to get more excitement going with events modes, invitationals, the homeowner thing. Now we got homeowner events and so forth. Uh, so I, I like the direction this is going. Uh, you know, if we had a whiteboard up here at the bunker, ours is currently down right now. It's in the shop getting fixed. We'll be
0: remodeling here at the bunker soon.
1: Yes. Um, but if we, had, if we had our whiteboard here, I mean, you know, we could kind of like plot out the growth of Golden Tee. I think we got good things coming and positive things coming, so I'm really excited for that. Yep, looking forward to it. Speaking of looking forward to it...
0: Yes. The PEGT Tour season is starting one month from today. Yes, stop number one. Stop number one. Uh Will, you are up in the air, mm-hmm. 50-50. Yep. Uh, CJ, Minnesota guy, will be there. Uh, I'm guessing Fox will go, uh, just because he always wins it. Um... And uh, I think that's probably it for Minnesota. I will not be there. I have other plans that weekend. Uh, I'm sure Al Jazz won't go. He never really goes to the Orlando tournament. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we just saw a post this morning from Steve. Uh, updated uh, sign-up list. 113 already signed up. Nice. And historically speaking, I think Florida's been one of the slower events. Not that it's some small number, but uh, rarely does it crack 100. I don't know if it ever has. Yeah, I think it not that like- it's not that if 113 are signed up, that for sure they're going to crack 100. But you know, we're already at 113 one month out. So I think just if we track it kind of like Austin did, we'll probably get another 10 or 15 more sign-ups. and then a, you know 10 or 15 people will drop off. Drop off. Probably yeah. end up right around right around where we
1: are. Yeah, I I think that Austin historically, to your point, has been slightly less attended Orlando. than others. Excuse me, Orlando. Gosh, it's it's late. We're recording Blue this are at. Uh, yeah, we're recording this at 8 p.m. It's been a long day. I didn't even have a nap today. But I think historically, Orlando has uh, had right around 80, like mid-80s, I yeah. think. Uh, maybe cracking 90. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, don't have our whiteboard, like I said. But Orlando, I'm going to try to make it 50-50. Uh, hopefully, if I can make it, got Panda obligations. She's uh, trying to rearrange some things at work, hoping we can make it down there. So we're going to see how that goes. Tony. Oh, but we should mention, because we're going
0: to have to met- we have to put this in our permanent show notes. Database. And we'll keep mentioning it. Load up on balls and tees, or tees at least, not balls, because everyone has build a ball. Load up on tees in Orlando. Get PEGT that extra money. No skin off your back. Just do it. Get them more money because they've got stuff to buy.
1: Yeah, to upgrade. And they have been buying stuff. Yeah, yeah. They they've put their money where their mouth is. Now we need to uh, fill their machines with our dollars. We're gonna buy the tees anyway, right, Tony? You bet. I'm on auto refill. I gotta make sure to. Not necessarily turn it off, but when I get down to the next tournament, the PGT hosts need to find multiple machines, spend my $30, $40 bucks on tees, and go, and go from there. They're going to get half of that, and they're hopefully going to reinvest that uh, within the PGT tour because that's what they're showing us right now. Bigger trailer, more TVs. Sounds like they're going to you know, try to get a little hookup with IT for all green decks. Um, so they're definitely trying to grow it as well, yeah, not just IT, yeah. but the PEGT Tour.
0: Yeah, those are, I mean, those are the three things that Russ talked to us about uh, in, or, in Austin when we were down there, is you know, they, they want a bigger trailer, uh, and there's a big jump in price when you go from the size trailer that they have to the size trailer that they wanted. They bought that. Uh, they, wanted, they wanted TVs that were a little bit bigger. They've got uh, TVs on the smaller side, I think 37-inch, 38-inch TVs. Uh, most people, I know IT's kind of, you know, quote-unquote standard, is 55 inch, that's what they uh, not a lot of people play with you know in high volume players, not a lot of high volume players play with 55 inch, but they just did buy all new 42 inch class TVs, so those will be at in Orlando, I, I would assume. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that he mentioned was those green decks, and I, I haven't heard anything on that, but we know that they bought the trailer and bought the uh, bought the TVs, so that's a you know, all the more reason just load up on tees, get uh, get them that get if everybody does it, that's another. Thousand to two thousand dollars in uh, PEGT's pockets to to help really uh, push this to even another higher level.
1: Yeah, super super cool. Really uh, excited for the way way they're trying to grow this, and uh, the tournament attendance I think is showing that more folks are coming. Yep. I think they're experiencing it, and they're going back to their home bars or wherever they're playing. And they say, "Hey, I went to this tournament. You got to come check this out."
0: Yeah, and everybody's getting better at what they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. PEGT's been doing this for a while. Uh, but the events have grown. They're getting good at running huge events. Yes. Uh, the stream, the uh, you know, we're getting better and better at, you know, what to stream, how many machines does it make, uh, getting the announcers involved. Uh, that's really upped its game in the last couple years. Um, and so we're just, everything's kind of going to the next level and, and we're seeing it in the attendance at the tournaments. It's drawn people in.
1: Yeah. So, uh... We got some exciting stuff that has been occurring here. We got Coral Ridge, yes, just going, just out today, kind yeah. of out, semi out. Yeah, invites events modes. So we got dual events modes going. I think this is the f- fourth week for homeowner events. Fourth straight week that they've done homeowner events. I think it's fifth.
0: Fifth, because yeah. oh, yeah.
1: they, they didn't. They didn't. They haven't taken
0: a week off. So I think it's been five straight. Yeah, it's
1: uh, <clears throat> definitely been yeah at least four five. Uh, conversely commercial editions have been still on the every other week plan yep now these are live coral ridge won't go live for live play for a little bit longer that's just right around the corner next week next monday so one of the things we notice is that this week-long events mode for commercial uh i thought this would probably be similar to the home edition one where it's just you play your contest boom you're done like regular 50-man live play yeah I was or some
0: variation of that i mean i agree with you i am I'm really surprised it's not just 50-person, just like a regular prize play, but, but in events mode. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really, really surprised that it's not some little variant of that, 30-person contest, 100-person <laughs> contest, something to not make it exactly like prize play. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, I, and I expected uh, a situation where you'd have a max, you know, a 10-game max or a 15-game max, because uh, that's just how they've always done it. And, and I think it ends up, in my opinion, probably getting more games played overall. I would agree. Uh because the way they've got it now is kind of like the way that they um had the Worlds qualifier, which is your best five games count. Uh and they've it seems like every every few events modes it's this way. Um yep. and depending on the course, I think that and and this and Coral Ridge being kind of a lower par course, not kind of, it is a lower par course. Um, I think people are just gonna get their 24, 25, maybe a 26 under mixed in, and, and just kind of call it a week, which is unfortunate because it's a brand new course. Yeah. Uh, luckily, the homeowners, me included, uh, we have a uh, uh, something that, you know, a, co- a contest style that you can play a bunch of in a row. Uh, you know, it's it's not for any big stakes or anything, but uh, uh, yeah, I'll be. I played three before I came down here. I'll play uh, 12 after I get home tonight because <laughs> uh, they up the max even from 10 to 15. So. Uh, I think that'll be uh, a bit of an advantage to the homeowners well I, I agree think, uh, the homeowners next week when prize play does open up on Coral Ridge again not that it's that complicated of a course but we'll just have a little bit more course knowledge uh, than uh, some
1: of the other uh, quote-unquote public players yeah I, I agree 100% Tony I, I think the vast majority of the common man or the everyman is gonna see that's a week-long event yes you can win a lot of money Um But I think the majority of the really good players are going to chase after those bigger prize pools, those who play this game for income and so forth. So I think it's going to kind of dissuade some of the more common folks from going in and playing their, you know, 5, 10 games a day, where over the course of the week, all of a sudden they've accumulated, you know, 35 or 70 games on this course to try to get familiar with the course. And with a week-long event... Anything that they may make they're not going to see for a week. So someone who probably doesn't have like a hefty player account balance Isn't going to see anything kick back into their account for yep. seven days as opposed to they can go home Next day they go back out to the bar. They got some cash in their account. They can play some more uh, So kind of question that decision a little bit um, Because to your point the part is low. This isn't a Dodge City. This isn't a Grand Teton and there's really not that many swing holes either. Yeah, yes. and even even they're,
0: they're new holes and they're, and they're really not. I mean, there's, uh, you know, we can, we can look at the hole by hole here in a sec, but there's only, you know, four holes maybe that really mm-hmm. are going to alter uh, the course of your game. I mean, there's, it can always reach up and grab you a little bit, um, but for the most part, there's kind of four or five holes that matter. And so uh, with that few, I think people are going to be chasing par rounds. And then, you know, if you happen to drop a two better, then, then you might say, well, maybe I'll chase another one better to see if I can move myself up the leaderboard. But, uh, but yeah, par, um, I would call par on Coral Ridge 25 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, the half I would attribute to hole one. So if hole one is not drivable, which I would say it is maybe a little bit more than half the time, uh, so I've played three of the events modes so far, and all three I've gotten on. So, um, you know, probably two-thirds of the time it'll be drivable, uh, maybe a little bit more. Uh, and so that would make par 26. And then there's several holes that are, I wouldn't say drivable, but either very borderline drivable or easily chippable. Yeah. Not easily, but with a good setup, easily <laughs> chippable. And so we've got... Uh, Hole six? Yeah,
1: hole hole six was a uh, par four, and during this past Freaky Friday, this was a hole that I wasn't necessarily driving with my Razoids, but I was getting down close. Trishable opportunities. It's an uphill green, so you definitely got some leverage there in terms of being able to really uh, go after the hole. Uh, The green isn't sloped terribly left to right. The way the wind was lined up, I think it was a uh, right wind, and it was a slightly right green whatever think, it was by one so basically you are coming in with a straight line
0: yeah and i think i i i didn't get a chance to play it on the freaky i was out of town last weekend or last week um but i think on the homeowners so it's it's the quote-unquote easy greens um i think it's an up three green from the t-box and so you're gonna sure. you'll you get kind of a right one or a left one uh for a chip if you get it up near the green um so it it's it's not really drivable unless you probably get the perfect setup but uh yeah <clears throat> but yeah it's uh chippable uh hole 8 what is hole 8 we didn't really describe them here
1: uh oh Hold on. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't have my that phone. Down. Where's my phone? Yeah, so the other one we had down is a uh, questionable one, potentially chushable hole was hole ten. Tony's gonna go to the big monitor slash oh, his yeah. phone. Pull up the uh, and uh, pull up the hole by hole. If you can't tell, we're kind of doing a, uh, a quick course breakdown here. We're not gonna go over every hole specifically, but to Tony's point, more so the holes that are swing holes that can. And maybe we'll talk al- about alter, alter uh, your game while I'm pulling it up. Let's
0: let's uh, break into our course here. And talk about clubs
1: yes so clubs playing this when we had the uh, reverse where it was mixed in with Castro Shire and then also getting to play on your home edition and then this past Freaky Friday I'm definitely going to have a three hybrid in my bag Tony there are there are a lot of holes that have overhanging trees from the green where some of the holes you actually want to hit those trees get a nice soft landing on your approach shot specifically one of the drivable par fours typically a uh, High five or a high six wood, I believe it's hole number nine. Yeah. That's how I've been going about it. I think Luke Nelson actually likes to do a low T driver and scoot it around. I just don't trust myself with the cut, the distance, the trees. I'd rather just drop a T, go over everything, have it land soft.
0: Uh, so, yeah, we were talking about this a little bit ago. My normal bag has a three hybrid in it, so you know I'll, I'll have a three hybrid. There's, I, I I can't imagine a reason for a lob wedge. Bunkers aren't deep. Uh, there's nothing you have to get really quick up and over. So, you know, that's the one thing that might alter my bag a lot of times would be if I felt like I needed a lob wedge or if I um, felt like I needed a, you know, seven wood or something. Um, but uh, the other thing I was thinking about as we were talking about the three hybrid is my I, I really haven't been using. I mean, I use my eight wood because it, it happens to fall in a distance where some shots are. Uh, but I'm thinking maybe it's going to be a uh, four hybrid. Get rid of the eight, eight wood and put in a four hybrid. Because it is, uh, I mean, I think a lot of times it's going to come down to shotties and come down to hole outs. And I feel like I got a better chance to hole out with my four hybrid than with my eight wood. And we've talked about these yeah. overhanging trees. So that eight yes. wood uh, gets pretty high and can hit some of those overhanging branches. It uh, might get you in trouble. And But I think there's only really one hole where you thought the eight wood could come in specifically handy. And it was on the back side... Um,
1: I think it's 13, I believe.
0: Yeah. I, so I think it's a... It's an always drivable... Yeah, it's hole 13. It's an always drivable par 4. Um, I think you it can go anywhere from about 210 yards to maybe 260 yards or so. Um, and I think from the further back boxes, you can take a high 8 wood up over it. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the only only place. And and certainly there's other ways to go about that hole from, from the further back boxes. So uh, I might play around... Especially this week on the home edition, uh, mix, in a, mix in that four hybrid instead of the eight wood. Yeah, uh, so yeah, the hole. So hole eight that we couldn't think of on the fly. Uh, <laughs> that is the, that's probably, the, I would say, the most difficult hole. It's always drivable. Um, usually plays between 300 and 330 yards. Um, and you just got a lot of trees all over the place. Very small green slopes uh, from back to, or from front left to back right. Um, can be a tough hole.
1: And there's there's bunkers in front of it. There's overhanging trees. I think when we played on your homeowner edition yep. during events modes, I think you were typically hitting a driver in there or potentially a low driver. I, I can't recall. I don't think I hit low say. driver.
0: I, it, um, either a high driver or a or a um, a not teed driver. I think are the. Gotcha. Either the the nine and a half or eight and a half or the um, 10 and a half degree drive. Yeah, and,
1: and, and so you were talking about the lob wedge. Now, the other remastered course, Castle Shire, I'm definitely going to have a lob wedge. Yeah. This course, Coral Ridge, I, I don't know if we need a lob wedge. This is the only hole, I believe, that it really seems like you may have bunker issues, but the bunkers might be, what, two feet deep? So unless yeah, you're absolutely up against gradual. the lip, unless you're absolutely up against the lip, I think a sand wedge or a gap wedge, whatever you uh, replace the lob wedge with. Um, and if you're only going to use one wedge, I think you're still going to be fine getting out. There's no big, huge pot bunkers.
0: Yep. Uh, so after hole eight, hole nine. It's funny how that works. <laughs> uh, that's the hole you were talking about with the high five and the high five or the high six uh, over okay. the top. Uh, I've actually... Uh, the. Uh, a hard hit high T3 wood will also get over those trees. You do not want to lay off that. So, if you got a big headwind or something, you can you can pound the, the high 3 wood. Um, also then uh, the 4 wood would work. I, I but to your point, I think I'm usually hitting a high 5 on that. Uh, but if you if it does play a little bit longer, you can hit the 3 wood up over the top. So, uh, go th- ahead.
1: Yeah, th- then we talked about hole 10 and I haven't driven this myself. I don't know if you have. I I know you played one of your games. You got kind of close.
0: Yeah, I clipped a tree toward the end, and and so I came up a decent amount short. But uh, so it's a big dog leg to the right, and it from the front part of the tee boxes, it'll play. I I think it played down to 400 yards. So it's kind of in the lower 400 yard range. Um, I haven't found a way that really works for me. Uh, the ways I was trying that you saw, I was trying a big uh, A1, and I think that's probably the, what's going to work the best. You just make sure you have to get it out pretty far because you don't you don't want it snapping too hard um, back toward the hole. Um, I've also messed around in the home edition with a C3 and taking like a, a 8.5 degree through a gap in the trees. Interesting. Uh, all of it pretty dicey because uh, if you do try that C3 and it doesn't work for you, Uh, you're in kind of jail over there. Uh, Lucky to get a birdie if you can manage that. So it's not
1: OB. We've covered white stakes before and everything. It's not out of bounds. Some uh, sneaky OB that was on Castle Shire. A hole that looked like he could go straight at, land in the rough. OB penalty mode. Uh,
0: Hole 11. Oh, we're skipping hole 11. It's part three. Next one we're going to talk about is hole 13. Uh, which is oh we we talked about it. this is that the one where you said that High you can eight wood can cut. take the eight wood most of the time I find myself hitting a a low five or a low six or a, or a four wood just kind of a a, a baby cut around the tree um, I uh, I've had decent success with a turn one to the left full five wood uh, gotcha. works pretty well if I've got a wind kind of hurting and blowing me to the left a little bit um, works okay um, next up hole fourteen. Uh, I have not, I don't think I've actually been on the putting surface on this, but I've certainly had some shorter chips. Uh, elevated tee, it's about 400-yard hole, give or take. Uh, so if you've got a tailwind, you can, You can. Uh, I've gone straight at this. I've messed around with a, a big uh, C3 with the 10.5-degree driver. Uh, so you can definitely get some chips. I think one of, one of the immense modes I, I did chip in on this, I think the second setup.
1: Yeah, hopefully you have this as you're listening pulled up on goldenteefan.com going down hole 14 on coral ridge yeah i saw you go after this and while you weren't on the green you were just to the right of it i mean you cleared the water there's water in front of the green uh so this is definitely i don't want to say a swing hole uh, i think most of the time everyone would be taking their birdie but depending on the setup this uh this has a potential where you could get a stroke on someone here
0: yep uh and then you've got a couple pretty plain jane holes and then uh finishing out with- Another relatively plain Jane hole. Uh, I have not seen anybody drive it. I haven't heard of anybody driving it. Hole eighteen, um, yeah, non drivable. Birdie hole, hole eighteen. I, I I feel like I I've been giving it a pretty good run to mm-hmm. uh, buzz in the hole for hole outs, but uh, but yeah, I, I I until I see somebody has driven it, uh, I'm gonna say it's undrivable and stuck it and stuck. Yes. it. yeah, you have to stay.
1: So so Tony, your overall consensus, you're putting the par on this course in about. 25.5 in under ideal conditions you're thinking maybe a 27 but you think the majority of the time it's going to be a 25 or a 26
0: yeah I think most of the time because you know if one's not there you get a bad setup maybe you'll get a better setup on one of the ones that are kind of borderline mm-hmm. uh, so I think we can we can probably call par on this 26 and say you'll probably get hole one drivable but if you don't you might get one of the others that are a lot more uh, questionable so we'll, we'll call it 26 I think
1: so, for the purpose of this week's events mode, for the commercial editions, your best five games, yep. five times 26, 210. No, I'm just kidding. 130. So, GT Power be 130 under par. Predictions. What do you think is going to take first? Are we going to average a one better, two better? Are people going to be streaking, trying to get some of those driveable ones? Yeah. I think it's going to was... be a 27 average? For first? Yes. Five two betters. In theory, well, five five one betters. I don't know. Depending on setups, I, no, I don't think I I'm going to chase be, this much.
0: No, I I I bet that it's. Uh, three. First place is three three betters and two two betters. Gotcha. Or, or you know, somewhere whatever there. that average is out to be 28-140, 143?
1: Somewhere around there, yeah, something like that. Blue mountains late at night, so. We're gonna close out this core ridge because it did just go to invites. So pull up your GT Caddy, make sure your app is updated, and go out and play. Whether it's your home edition, whether it's the bar edition, play your events modes. It they're gonna want their fifty cents for the uh, homeowner events modes, and then obviously the commercial ones. Pretty uh, pretty cool about that. So we do have a sponsor. Tony took yeah. a couple weeks a off. Late here. entry. Yes.
0: Uh you know I and I think the uh, us Minnesota guys have been uh, loud and proud with uh our new favorite phrase gig yes which is just a party yeah but you know it's more fun to say than party
1: yeah we got it's a cooler tip yeah we got a gig coming up this January 11th we have uh two Wisconsin people coming up Dave Sandmeyer Brian Roski which will actually be fun because since the Vikings won That'll actually be the precursor. Saturday, oh. 3.30. Pre-gig gig here at the bunker. Are you going to be sandwired by uh, by I, 7 o'clock? I, that, that's what I'm concerned about. I uh, I messaged the guys and I said, am I even going to make it alive to this gig? So, lots of events. You know, we see some pretty cool PGT tour stuff. I don't want to say it's run-of-the-mill. You know, pretty pretty standard gig. You know, you're drinking beers, playing golden tea, having fun. But... Last couple of years on Golden Teeth Fan, we've seen some pretty outlandish gigs. We uh, saw the one in Michigan. Yes. Still not sure if Mike Demko has recovered from it. That uh, was probably the, uh, his pink eye is still contagious. Yeah. That was the uh, busted nuts and the ass eating contest out yes. of Michigan. Very classy. Yeah. And then uh, we just had a recent entry, I want to say a week or two ago on. I believe also out of Michigan. Yes. Most Michigan people, they, <laughs> yeah, they I like don't know to know get out of They're after all it. drinking that Flint water or something or what's going on. And which one was that, Tony? That was the uh anal bead tug of war contest <laughs> yeah <laughs> that uh i've never seen that i've never seen another one either i yeah. don't i anticipate. assume it's
0: not a team competition Like a, <laughs> lot, a lot of these tug of wars you see are it's like a two person or, or like ten people it's yeah you know one school versus another uh this feels like a one on one kind of competition
1: yeah I, I i don't know uh i don't know how one becomes the winner of that i uh or, or what the criteria is? Uh,
0: I mean, there's there's exercises for strengthening certain muscles, Kegels, right?
1: Yes. Is uh,
0: I mean, that's not you know, but there's what's the what's the butt version of Kegels?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but speaking of butts, there might be someone who's a little butt hurt because yeah, right now there is a uh, it's an, an anti gig. Yes. And
0: and here at the Podmore Get Better podcast, we are. You know the check's still cash right yes you know i mean if they're Huge. willing to if if the sponsors want to pay us, even if it goes against some things that we believe in mm-hmm. you know we are willing to sell out uh, and uh sell and, out proudly and yes. and and help those sponsors out so we're proud to announce the twenty twenty gig haters ball yes uh sponsored by paul Luna
1: founding member yes founding
0: member president uh he you know he apparently has a problem with our gigs.
1: Well, he just hasn't been to one. That's the only problem.
0: And, you know, we were we were even talking. You know, we got to get Paul Lunar to one of these gigs, and then all of a sudden he's he's bashing our gigs.
1: Yeah, we talked about uh, he's creating the about gig it. hater's ball. Yeah.
0: Um. So we'll, we'll see, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think details are coming. Uh, yes, I don't have all the details yet. Uh, just know that if you hate gigs, or are a gig hater. Ooh. then you want to be attending the 2020 Gig Haters Ball.
1: Yes. Location, date, and time to be determined. Uh, look for Paul Anthony Luna to post that on Golden Tea Fan Page on Facebook. So, Tony, we kind of covered Coral Ridge. Let's uh, let's break down the rest of the Golden Tea calendar because we do have uh, some cool stuff coming up in the next three months. So today, January 6th, invites and events went live for Coral Vista. Of Coral Ridge. Coral, God dang it why do they do this i can't believe this so we got coral ridge we got coral vista coral ridge oral ridge yes oral ridge is the (laughs) is the uh first remastered course released go out to the bar if you got a homeowner's edition you can play it at home as well so a week from today coral ridge will go live in all gameplay modes which includes your standard live play game standard live play games 50 person contest
0: February oh, th- that showed up on the uh, podcast. Yeah, that,
1: that was a good one. Pseudo Sue's uh, getting yeah, to you. That was my roar. Yes, <laughs> February thirteenth, we got Throwback Thursdays coming back. We have not uh, we have not gotten our uh, coveted IT email yet, so we can try to give uh, course breakdowns if it is a course we have not previously broken down. I think I feel like, and and this is something
0: that you know IT does like, every once in a while. I feel like that might have been a typo on their part. That's way earlier than they've ever done. Wait, this is just Throwback Thursday. Yeah, just I Thursday, was thinking classic, the classic course, course of
1: the, the week. week. Okay. Uh, all right, I'll allow it. Okay. Not a typo. So, so then exactly two months from today, we'll have our second remastered course coming to Freaky Friday, March sixth. Castle Shire will be on Freaky Friday. Grab your lob wedge. You're gonna want to have it. Should be a fun time. Should be good payouts as well. March 9th, so that following Monday, Castle Shire, just like this week with Cole Ridge, will be held on events and invites for a week. And at the end of that week, Castle Shire will then flip, of course, into live play.
0: And if, if I was going to speculate even more than I already have been, um, you know, not or on off this for suggestions. No, well, you know, I don't think this is a suggestion, I'm just pure speculation. I'm. I, now that we know the dates of Worlds, mm-hmm. we can start to speculate about the qualifying process for Worlds. Yes. And I think, I suspect, they're going to do part of the qualifying very similarly to last year. I think they would say it was a success where yes. they qualified five people every week via events modes, uh, the, you know, that your five best scores count. Uh, and if I remember correctly, it was kind of early to mid-February that that started. That sounds about right. And then by the time that new course was getting released in March, I think that was about week five or four, maybe?
1: I, I think five Cause or six. Because you qualified co- on... Crawdad. Crawdad, yeah. Correct.
0: So, um, yeah, I think... And But let's say they do expand in 96, You know, maybe they have to go uh, six people every week or seven people every week, or they do a whole new uh, type of qualifying. In, mm-hmm. um, so it'll be interesting to, to hopefully hear some more about that over the next coming weeks, because... I mean, it's coming up. I mean, yeah. they got to start the qualifying process pretty soon, February, uh, probably mid-February, uh, if history uh,
1: is our guide. So, uh, yeah. So so to slightly understand. go off on a tangent, Tony, inc- I, inc- increase no, we only follow the notes. Stick to the plan. Stick to the notes oh here gosh. on the
0: Podmore get better.
1: Okay, go off. I understand. All right, tangent time. So more entrances here in the world, yep. higher than 74. I'm hoping they give more spots to homeowners hopefully bump it uh, I can't recall how many last year was I believe it was I want to say five, five five I think it was probably five but if they bump that to eight maybe even ten I think number one it sounds like machine sales have been good good for IT generates revenue on the front side gonna get your your juice on it on the 50 cent uh, invitationals on the uh, events modes all the buying, new all the new teas and ball revenue buying, that they're yeah, getting buying, from uh, buying teas and vegetables. balls exactly. Hopefully that uh, helps with the world's oh, fund. Oh, we will be paying. The us
0: homeowners will be paying for our uh, our world's qualifying spots.
1: Yes, so what? I am <laughs> so I am hoping they up homeowners to probably eight or ten. Yeah, I mean, ho- ho- I'm a homeowner,
0: so I'm a little biased, but yeah,
1: that'd be nice. And I also hope that they make more of a big deal about the Friday night qualification. Get more people in the stands instead of having you know one or two people qualify for it or whatever. Seriously, like, make it make it a four-person thing. Do do it as a bracket. Final four. You make final four. Boom, you're in. Yeah, people are gonna have. I'm all for that. People are gonna have family and friends in there. And then, of course, uh, the added remaining spots. Sure, do Do it regular events mode qualifying process. But uh, I think number one, put butts in the seats that Friday night at Vegas. Homeowners reward the homeowners. Everyone else. Go out, bang your games, events, modes.
0: All right. I'm going to add to your speculation. Ooh. And, you know, incredible technologies. Feel free to say that you were intending to do this all along, and I probably just hacked your emails. But (laughs) So why not do – I feel like one of the most successful, financially speaking, qualifying processes for IT, from IT's perspective, has been that last shot money shot Mm -hmm. for the last two weeks. Jason Loschiavo. Why not do the ten weeks? The winner of Freaky Friday, or the, the winner of the Freaky Friday, gets a spot. The winner of Money Shot gets a shot. Hmm. Five weeks, ten weeks. If, if you do really have all these extra spots, um, that's going to drive that's going to drive those those prize pools up. It's going to get people turns in chasing, um, and uh, it'll get it'll get people chasing. Especially, uh, it'll be re- it'll be really interesting. Kind of the if they if it was say ten weeks of Freaky Fridays those last few weeks where most of the people who historically place high in, um, or qualify early mm-hmm. uh, will have already you know, those are the same people that a lot of times get good results on the Freaky Friday so now it, maybe it's the, all of a sudden you've got five, ga- five guys that don't normally play a lot of Freaky Friday really chasing. Uh, again it just drives up the game pool or prize pool I think that would be really interesting.
1: Which throughout the next couple months of course is going to have residual effects as people see those bigger prize pools and they're going to chase those more going into the future, even after qualifying for Worlds is over. So I think I think that's a great point. Last one for the calendar, Tony. Exactly three months from today, new pins and new tees, April 6th. So that, that's basically going to give a month and a half new tees and new pins going into Worlds for folks to uh, yep. learn the new tees, new pins. So we're just looking at the three months out. Uh, I think that's a decent time frame, but... I don't want to break down what course is going to be added to real-time rivals. I think most of our podcast listeners, you know, we're still sitting at about 2,200, 2,300. Thank you for our people who are subscribed, are listening, are ranking the podcast, and so forth. Uh, But I'm guessing they're not playing real-time rivals terribly often, Tony. I agree.
0: All right, what else do we got here? Uh, We've got some Tony's touts that we'll talk about. I just want to make sure we... uh don't miss anything. We got to stick to the anything. program, Tony. Yes. Uh, yeah. Time for some Tony's touts.
1: Uh, I'm all about I it. I don't
0: know if we were. I don't know if you were planning on mentioning finer things, uh, but I think most of us are aware that the Vikings won yesterday.
1: Yes. That, that's why it took me until almost 8 p.m. to crack a beer today. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: so I uh, I did a lot of nervous drinking during the game, and then uh, decided to to dial it back. So feeling great today. Yes. Um, there was some slow movers at work, though. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure uh, you experienced the same thing with uh, some slow movement. But uh,
1: Yeah, pretty quiet at work today. But our
0: first Tony's Tout is going to be our Minnesota Vikings going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Skull. The vulnerable San Francisco 49ers. Yes. <clears throat> so we've got the line. I've seen it a few different numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have it here as minus 7. I believe it opened at minus 8, so it's gotten bet, gotten bet down a little bit. Correct. Uh, I bet... Oh, so I should mention before we even get into Tony Stouds, 4-0 uh, oh so far for me. Ooh, uh, juicy. Against, against the spread uh, so far in the playoffs. <clears throat> I did a little parlay with uh, the money line, Houston and Moneyline Titans. Juicy. I paid about 3.5 to 1. Uh, and then I did a... Uh, well, I didn't actually win my... Overall parlay with the Vikings. I one half of the parlay I had Vikings plus seven and a half, and then I had the over. Ooh. So I, I lost that part. Uh, but then um, I also had uh, I had the uh, e or the uh, Seahawks at pick 'em. Got mm-hmm. all the way down to pick 'em, and uh, yeah, I picked the Seahawks. Yeah, and, and I got that win as yeah,
1: well. Carson Wentz went down. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know he kind of ribbed Dak Prescott on Twitter. Oh, not doing anything this weekend because Cowboys were all yeah. the playoffs. Uh, well, Carson, you're uh, you're not playing this weekend either. Yeah. So. He didn't
0: play very much in that game at all. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, we got Minnesota at San Fran. San Fran minus 7. Uh, Minnesota, money line-wise, is plus 250. San Fran is minus 320. The over-under is 44.5. Uh, I don't want to jinx anything. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings have a pretty good chance here. A uh, little bit of momentum. Uh, San Francisco didn't look that great the last month or so of the season. But I think... We got a couple of good defenses. Uh, also of note, every single game in the first round went under. I'm going to go under here. Under 44.5. Tony, under 44.5.
1: I think this is a good prediction by you. And as a slight quote-unquote long shot, I'm going to take the Vikings at plus 250. Ooh, boy. Um, you, you talk about defensive battles and so forth, that's going to come down to... Defense, special teams, the plus-250 playoff games, they've all been unders, to your point. Uh, I think it's going to be a field goal game. I I think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I like the Vikings' chances here. Uh, Jimmy G, playoffs or not. Kirk Cousins, playoffs or not. It's 1-0 this year so far.
0: Jimmy G's first playoff game. Yes. Who knows? Uh, All right. Saturday Um, evening game. Saturday evening. So by this point, um, we might have some unconscious uh gig people yes here in Minnesota but uh we'll have Tennessee at Baltimore <coughs> Baltimore current line Baltimore minus nine uh money line as Tennessee looks like plus three hundred yes you wrote that pretty small uh Baltimore minus four twenty and the over under is forty six and a half um I'm going to take Tennessee plus nine um not that if I was gonna if I was gonna bet an over under on this I'd probably bet over, but I'm not. But I did I did just bet the under. I said all four games so far have gone under. Um, big spread like nine. Uh, you know you got Tennessee who's a big running team. Mm-hmm. Uh, slow the game down. Um, I like I like them to keep it within nine, especially maybe with a late touchdown that that Baltimore just doesn't care about.
1: Yeah, G- garbage, garbage time, time where they're all of a sudden down. You know. 15 or something, get a, get a touchdown or whatever.
0: Uh, so I will take Tennessee plus 9.
1: I don't <clears throat> want to jinx you, but I'm going to join you on the Tennessee plus 9. Right. And that'll lead into the Sunday noon game. I'm really looking forward to this one. Obviously, Vikings I'm excited about, but Houston at Kansas City. I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Deshaun Watson. Right now, current line, we pulled it up before the program. Kansas City giving 9.5 points. And Houston, plus 320 on the money line, KC -440, over under a 50. I am going to take the under 50. I think this is a, I really think this could be like a 35 to 10 game or a 35 to 13. Will Fuller was out the last game. They talked about him being a deep threat, taking some pressure off DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know Will Fuller's status. Supposedly
0: it, he's going to play. So
1: I'm, that was the I'm, latest. I'm, yes. I, I'm, I'm still concerned about that. Houston, warm weather, even though they're a dome team, going into Kansas City, don't know the weather report. Uh, I think there's a bulldozer um, for KC, and, and I think Houston just struggles all game.
0: Uh, I think Kansas City is going to destroy Houston, so I'm going to take Kansas City minus 9.5. And... A half. and <clears throat> What I'm really starting to like is some sort of teaser here, a little six-pointer, a twelve-pointer. Uh, you get that. You get the under up to say 56 uh, for the Minnesota-San Fran game. You get the. You get Tennessee up to a plus 20 or so, and you get
1: Kansas City just to win. I like the sound of that Ooh, That's pretty juicy Tony might be trying to pay for a pool Yeah. So final game I'm I'm trying to get that pool shallower (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to have a deep end after I (laughs) I destroy him this weekend So fourth game This could be a fourth leg in your parlay right here Tony Sunday night game Final one Russell Wilson Seattle Seahawks Going to Green Bay The Fudge Packers uh, Green Bay Packers Aaron Rodgers Missing Crosby Their kicker Green Bay giving four at home. Seattle plus one sixty five. Green Bay negative one ninety five. Over under of forty six and a half. Uh, Green Bay giving four points. I think this is going to be a close game. Both are cold weather teams. Um, gosh, I I really don't like this one. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to figure out which way to go. Uh, All right, well
0: while you're deciding, uh, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Uh even if even if it's nice weather for January uh it's going to be uh still it's green bay in January i'm sure it's not going to be great uh so given that it's i think it's going to be low scoring much of the playoffs have been low scoring and i think seattle loves close games i'm going to take i'm going to hope that the line gets up to like 5 for seattle and then i will, but i'm going to uh Tony's touts here on the Podmore get better podcast i can't even say
1: my own podcast name
0: Seattle plus
1: four. So, Tony's taking Seattle plus four. Uh, Normally, I don't like to take money lines when it's a negative 195. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers on the money line. I think Green Bay, nationally televised game at home. They always seem to get the calls at home, much less in primetime games, playoffs. They do look vulnerable. I'm concerned about Aaron Rodgers. Seattle, uh, always kind of dicey with them. I think that... uh, over/under at forty-six and a half is just teetering right on the edge. I would like to lean under on that, but in terms of where I'm at, I'm gonna have to lay twice my bet to win negative one ninety-five. Well, Green you're Bay.
0: Uh, you're only laying half your bet with that Minnesota plus two fifty, so you're making up for it. <clears throat> but uh, I happen to see something on ESPN. This was before this game's week, uh, this weekend's games. They were ranking the twelve quarterbacks that were in the playoffs. Uh, And they had Aaron Rodgers. I can't remember if it was 10th or 11th. Aaron Rodgers, 10th or 11th. Uh, Tom Brady was also way down there. Uh, We saw how that worked out for Tom Brady. (coughs) Uh, But, uh, but yeah. So, I will take under 44.5 on the Minnesota-San Fran game. Tennessee plus 9. Kansas City minus 9.5. And And Seattle plus 4.
1: Juicy. Juicy. I'll, uh, I'll review my picks here. I will take Minnesota plus 250, Tennessee plus 9.5. Joining you, Houston, Kansas City, I will take the under 50. And final game, Sunday afternoon, Green Bay, money Moneyline, minus I, 195.
0: No offense, Will, I hope you lose that bet.
1: I, I, I hope I lose as well. That, that won't be a, uh, I'm not going to lay a big guapoid on that one. Um, let's see what else do we got here, Tony. Really uh, got anything else? Not much, uh, the... not, not much else crazy. I mean, we can just kind of wrap it up with how we have been wrapping it up. Uh, talking about the finer things in life. Holidays are over, Tony. Yes. And as much as I love my family, sometimes I just wait for that stuff to be done. Uh, love spending time with them, seeing relatives from out of town, giving them a hug, uh, eating a bunch of their food. Always nice. I don't, I don't ever host, which is uh, another positive. But on the flip side, then I have to do the driving to and from yes that can get a little dicey sometimes but i've been a lot better this year so
0: uh i also had a wonderful holidays i talked about we went to chicago for a couple of days uh saw hamilton right before it ended its chicago run that was a great show uh did a little skiing up in northern minnesota we'll be doing that again in a couple of weeks uh, big skiing family so that was pretty nice skiing, uh, family? skiing family skiing
1: skiing yeah okay yep.
0: okay um but uh, my finer things is something we were talking about right before we went on air here today. Uh, the 2020 calendar. Yes. And we're not talking P-E-G-T calendar. We're talking the calendar calendar. We are set up with a beautiful, beautiful yes. calendar for 2020. So starting with, uh, we got Valentine's Day. Here. It is a Friday. Woo. Starting off with a bang
1: is gonna expect something special that day, I can tell.
0: Oh yeah. Uh we've got then we we fast forward. It's good it, it gets really good the second half of the year. Uh, Memorial Day is on a Monday here, Will, just so you know. Okay. Um we've got in, the 4th of July is on a Saturday. Juicy. Great. We've got Halloween Saturday. Yes. Christmas Friday. Woo! new year's eve thursday which means new year's day is a friday oh
1: my gosh. oh my gosh so the, many the three-day weekends. Will be unbelievable
0: oh yeah shout out to the year 2020 yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. great calendar yeah impressive yeah. stuff and, and we get a leap year in there too right yeah yeah so we're talking about the calendars uh prior to this we did get a uh, message from kevin Lindsay. it's getting late in the evening but cash out date is today Apparently the accountants uh, finalized and finished their Kevin Lindsay PTO and are back from their two- or three-week vacation. There was some diciness about uh, when cash-out was, different dates of checks. Some folks has got delayed. Who knows? Weather, trucking. I'm not sure what happened, uh, but cash-out is today. So it sounds like it's going to stay on its same standard course. I know in previous years they've had issues where they bumped it up a week, moved it back a week. There might have been kind of a gap in there with the vacations, the holidays. But to your point, that's a juicy calendar, Tony. Yes. So
0: we'll uh, sign off here on the Podmore Get Better podcast. I better have another pseudo stew here so I can play some more golden tea. Uh, Here's to you, Will. Here's to you, Tony. Happy 2020.
1: Happy 2020 to you as well. Happy 2020 to our listeners. Yes.